Hello, folks, and welcome to our first episode of Recipes for Success. Hi, I'm Carolyn Sullivan, and with me is a very special <laughs> guest, Elisa Glick of Elisa Glick Consulting. She is also a strategic partner, and she is joining us for the very first episode of Recipes for Success, a new thing we're starting this summer, Elisa. Hey, and it's great to be here. Great to have you here. Recipes for Success is this new interview style series with experienced professionals who are going to share their knowledge and experience on areas of expertise, their expertise, and we're all going to be better for it. And this is Pride Month. Happy Pride to all of you. And so we invited Elisa to come in and talk with us about, what are we going to talk about, Elisa? We're going to talk about how to show support for your LGBTQ plus staff. We are. And Elisa and I, uh, newsflash, for those of you who don't know, we have been partners and spouses for 30 years, 30 years in just a couple of weeks. And so we are both members of the LGBTQ plus community. We know a little bit about that. We've uh, both been out in the workplace, so we know a little bit about that. And we thought it would be fun if I interviewed Elisa. And, um, but really, she's the expert in this area, even though I have a bit of lived experience in this regard. So we've got a few questions for Elisa. You ready? Absolutely ready. Really excited to have this important and very timely conversation. Uh, and just, you know, honored to be helping you all kick off this great new series. I came out in the workplace, gosh, in about 1993 or so. When did you? I, 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 94. 94. Yeah, 94. So. I think she's got it right. How about you? When did you come out in the workplace? Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't really have my first job i guess until my my teaching um yeah probably 2000 since i spent so long in graduate school but uh uh so uh, well, we've both been out in the workplace for a minute um mm -hmm. but and we've got three questions that that came in from uh from others and we're looking forward to sharing those but we're going to start with my first question, which is, um, why is this an important conversation right now, Lisa? Mm -hmm. Well, great question. I I think that uh, for many folks, uh, we're we're seeing you know in the news uh, what's been happening with uh, the um, legislative attacks um, uh, on the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, of course, very much, you know, here in Missouri, where we're uh, um, have recently in a new study been ranked the 11th least welcoming state in the nation um, after the recent legislation that our governor signed, the anti-trans legislation that uh, plummeted us 
to uh, a very low low place uh, around inclusion and belonging for queer and trans folks and nationwide. Uh, uh, it uh, HRC, the leading uh, advocacy organization for LGBTQ rights, uh, declared a national state of emergency uh, for uh, queer and trans folks. So. We are in a moment where um, there is a rising tide of hate. Folks are struggling. Um, the community feels under siege, uh, um, specifically trans and non-binary people. And a lot, a lot of us are, are really needing for our uh, supervisors, managers, leaders to, uh, to, to, to stand up and support us through this really difficult time. And what does standing up look like? Uh, uh, yeah, Elisa. Okay. So for those who are managers who are watching this live or later, what is standing up for mm -hmm. members of your staff who are members of the LGBT plus community or just creating an inclusive environment? What does that look like? What yeah. are some of the key elements of that? Ab absolutely. So. I think uh, the first thing that I want to say, although I have a lot of different concrete suggestions, um, which I certainly will share, to me, the most important thing is about caring. And, and, and I say that uh, because it's across many different social media platforms, you will see leaders and um, and others in the community identify probably the single most important thing that um, that folks in the community are saying that they want from their managers and leaders, and that is to 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 open up a conversation, to ask, "What can I do to support you right now?" Um, to 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 not be silent, um, to 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 bring these conversations out into the to the open. So that to me, that is the single most important thing. And I think that a lot of, um, from what I hear, a lot of folks who who um, don't identify as part of the community are are often not aware of how harmful and hurtful the silence is. Um, uh, when so many of us are really struggling. Um, so I hope, uh, I hope that helps um, kind of clarify. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's as basic as that. Um, and, um, you know, when I came out, seems like forever ago, I was told by a colleague that I would be committing professional suicide if I came out. And, you know, it, that was 30 years ago. And yet I can imagine that same conversation. Unfortunately, I can imagine that same conversation happening um, in, in uh, workplaces around our country and, and in Missouri in 2023. Uh, as tragic as that sounds. And I know people who are still in the closet oh. because they are afraid to come out in their workplace, because they are afraid of 
of rejection, retribution from their managers, yeah. coworkers, afraid of losing their jobs. Um, and mm-hmm. and um, I mean, that is the reality yeah. of the lives of those of us who are members of the LGBTQIA community. So um, it's something as simple as even if it's sort of quietly done, demonstrating and, and articulating that you care, mm-hmm. it, that human touch is is essential. Absolutely. Right. And, 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 you know, the, I think the conversation about coming out is so important. I'm really glad that you brought that up. I mean, just to kind of uh, expand on some of what you were talking about, I would also add that it, although you're absolutely right, sure, people, people are afraid to lose their jobs and do, and, you know, many of us, Uh, well, certainly here in Missouri, there is an employment, um, you know, non-discrimination. But I think a lot of the, the, the reasons why, and many people aren't aware of this, but the statistics are, it's close to 50%. It's something like 40 and change of members of the community are not out at work, which is a staggering statistic that that many people are not aware of. And it's not just about the fear of losing your job. It's about the the awareness or um, that in many cases, opportunities might not come your way. Um, uh, Promotion, um, you know, all all of the ways in which one can be negatively impacted. So I think that's really important. And the other thing that I would just say there is, I th- just as somebody who, you know, I mean, we've both been in the closet. It's it's very difficult to kind of communicate, at least I find, just the incredible pain of being in the closet, how 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 brutal it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot I hear people say things like, hey, why does it really matter who you sleep with? You know, this is work. Why, why, why do you have to have that conversation? Um, and, you know, there's a lot that I could say about that, but, 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 but one thing that it doesn't demonstrate an awareness of is that, that this, that this is about, you know, who we are and our lives. And if you're saying to me that I shouldn't um, be talking about my life. Uh, um, it's not just about my, you know, what happens in my bedroom. It's, it's about my spouse, my family. Right. Um, and, and, and it's, a just, a a a truly, um, it takes a huge toll, um, and, and makes feeling like you, belong in a workplace and as part of the team, um, very difficult. So, I mean, it, so I think it's just really important. Yeah. And it's, and um, it, it's no surprise that there are health disparities in the LGBT community, you know, um, high rates of alcoholism and and drug use and uh, high rates of, you know, um homelessness people being kicked out of their homes i mean all, 
all sorts of disparities that you see in the LGBT community. And, um, and, and, and they're much, much stronger for, or higher for people trans. of color and for trans yeah. and non-binary folks. But, um, and, and um, so specifically for, for trans women of color and, and, mm -hmm. you know, which is a, a reminder that, you know, we, in, in having these conversations, right, um, we're, we're doing something that saves lives. And I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that people need to, to kind of understand how much is at stake and, and, and how important it is um, to, to speak up to, in fact, help save uh, queer and trans lives. Yeah. I remember when I was coming, it took me a year to come out in my workplace and um, sort of not surprisingly after being told that I'd be committing professional suicide, but ultimately I did come out, but it took me a year. And during that year, imagine my Monday mornings, right? I had met Elisa. I was happier than I'd ever been, right? Head over heels in love. And, and I come into work on Monday and what's the question everyone asks Monday morning? How was your weekend? Right. And what was I to say since I was in the closet at that point? Mm -hmm. Like, or what what did you do this weekend, Carolyn? Mm -hmm. And I hid that joy from them. I hid that um, emerging part of my life from that. I'm like, oh, I hung out with a friend. I told a half truth because, you know, honesty and ethics are really sort of at the core of who I am. And so I felt like I was sort of lying bit by bit to my colleagues and separating myself bit by bit from them. There was this wet. So it ate away at me and I could only sustain that for a, a well, it felt like a little while, but it was a full year. Um, and that was awful. Um, and, and just, just, um, I mean, I remember that period very well. Uh, and, and I, I think everything that you're saying really um, resonates and it's something that is, uh, again, important for folks to, 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 to recognize what, what a toll it, it takes on people. The other, the other thing that I would say is, well, you know, your question about, well, what is standing up look like? I mean, one thing is, you know, if you're, if, if the culture of your workplace is one where um, offensive jokes are told or comments or um, microaggressions that are not addressed, uh, it's no wonder that so many people um, uh, feel that they can't be themselves at work, right? So there's a responsibility on the part of leadership to really create that kind of culture of psychological safety for folks. Um, it's not, the pressure should not be on people who are members of the community to come out and then create that environment. The environment and the culture needs to be created. Um, and it's the responsibility of managers and leaders to, to do that work, to educate themselves. That's a, that's a really important point. Thank you, Lisa. 
Um, all right, we've got three questions um, that uh, uh, I'd like us to take up or you to take up. You're the expert. Um, all right. Uh, one of them here is, uh, well, one, one of them we already took up a little bit. I don't know if there's mm -hmm. anything more you want to say. What steps should I take to support my LGBT? Q plus team members, anything more? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I I I mean it's a it's a great question. And I think, you know, yes, we've we've been talking about that in some of the the really, you know, the pivotal pieces, which which are about beginning a conversation, breaking the um the silence, ask how people are doing, and um and and then when really listen to what they have to say um, and uh, provide resources. Um, I mean, that might be mental health resources, that might be, uh, um, you know, redistributing the uh, workload among your team um, in recognition of, of, of the challenges that a particular team member is facing. Uh, it's, it, it, could, it could be about being flexible about deadlines right so um and and of course you know as somebody who does lgbtq um education and spent prior to being a consultant spent my um career as a queer studies professor for 22 years at the university of missouri uh education is absolutely key i think and that that really Often what I think happens is that people contact me and others when they perceive that there's a problem, insensitive comments have been made, but real leadership is being proactive um, about these, these issues and bringing important conversations to your team, um, educating yourself as well as your team. And one education opportunity is the State of Inclusivity Conference that's mm -hmm. coming up if you're local, um, August, I want to say 11th, but I hope I didn't get the date wrong, but um, Google State of Inclusivity Missouri. Elise is one of the speakers. She's going to be speaking on anti-Semitism, but there's a great lineup. And uh, so if you're local, it's an in-person and I think it's a hybrid, isn't it virtual too? Oh, um, but check that conference out. That's a great opportunity for you and your team to educate yourselves. All right, this is related. Uh, how should I respond to coworkers who feel negatively about a colleague who is lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, or transgender? A team member has made some insensitive comments and I'm not sure how to respond. So mm -hmm. perhaps this person is a manager, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Um, or maybe they're a coworker. Yeah, it could it it could be. And I think how should I respond this, to coworkers? Right. I think this is um a really, you know, a common and and challenging um, question. I think often uh, people are afraid to say the wrong thing, and so don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I would want to emphasize is, in my opinion, that's really the worst thing that 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 we can do. And and I say that. Um, um, Right, not to 
you know, shame anybody or to, to, to in any way not be empathic about the challenges of addressing these. But, but to circle back to my point about the harm that um, the silence um, causes, because it, it really isn't neutral. And, um, you know, those kinds of comments are contributing to a culture um, that, you know, can be experienced as threatening or, you know, harassing mm -hmm. for folks. So um, I think modeling inclusion um, for if you're a leader, you know, for your team, if you're uh, and, and anybody, right, can 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 lead by modeling inclusion. Um, what does that look like? Break that down for our audience. I, I think it means that when somebody makes those comments to to speak out of, about um, the the inappropriateness of it. And one of the great ways of uh, that I think allies can show support and solidarity is taking some of the burden off of the queer community to have to be the ones to do the work to educate, to speak out. Um, you know, even if you're not sure exactly what the right thing to say, but just, um, and then, and, and it's, again, it's not about um, uh, telling people, you know, what they should or should not say in a politically correct kind of way. You can respond with curiosity and, 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 and open up a conversation um, about these issues. And I think that's, that's really productive and helpful. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the third question we've got here is about the uh, <laughs> commonly discussed topic of pronouns. Um, <laughs> isn't it insulting to ask people about their pronouns? I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or single anyone out. Mm -hmm. Well, um, so this is a very, um, it is a very common question. And I think it's a, I think it's an understandable one. And you were laughing a little bit as you were reading it, but it's no laughing matter, right? Because um, pronouns are very much define, you know, the core of our identity. And so the first thing I just want to say is that this is not some woke, um, a uh, thing to 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 make make people have to jump through hoops. This is just a really simple um, act of demonstrating respect and acknowledging the dignity of um, of other people because our our dignity as human beings is very much caught up or connected to our gender. And how I how we identify, um, and so it's really important to respect people's self identifications. I always emphasize that, and um, and so I would say with that question, that's that's where I would go first, and then I would kind of remember that you aren't singling people out if you're having a conversation more broadly in the workplace. And this, this I'm, I'm bringing 
making this point specifically for supervisors and managers. If you create a culture that normalizes sharing pronouns, right, which I think is extremely important to do, then um, it doesn't, it, it, it isn't about singling individuals out. And then secondly, I guess I would say, I think it's really important to, um, to recognize that, you know, folks are most likely not going to appreciate, to, to take, take offense to a question like that, because it shows that you care about uh, um, respecting um, and honoring their uh, self-identification. Um, so, so, so don't, don't be afraid. It's not an insult to ask. Um, but I, I, I do would, I do think that it's important for people to remember when you're creating these kind of cultures to think about who you want to center in the conversation. Sometimes people begin by saying, we all have to share pronouns and have these hard and fast rules. But I would caution against that because, um, you know, it's important for people um, to feel like they have the control and the power to determine, um, you know, how others uh, perceive them and, and mm -hmm. relate to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. When we do trainings as, as for events, as we're doing here, we will put our pronouns well, Zoom call, we'll put our pronouns, we'll introduce ourselves, although we didn't today. We, Dad, we, we Carolyn. Well, uh, let's 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 be let's be gentle here. It's you're not bad. And and nor nor am I, right? Um, right, but but it's it's about, especially for folks of our generation, it can be really challenging to unlearn. Yeah. And and to to normalize these these new things. So so be kind to yourself and work on it. And and what I'm saying is in a Zoom, I might say Carolyn Sullivan, she, her, and then other people will introduce themselves. And if they want to say their pronouns, they will. If they like if they want to mm -hmm. take the lead, they they can, they will. They want to add it to the the name on the Zoom, they will. And if they don't, they won't. That's right. Um, yes, yeah. it's that's the kind of environment we like to create in meetings. Yeah. I think that's exactly the right um, way to go to go about this, and and um, you know just opening up that that space for folks, and it really sends a powerful message. I mean, um, one of the things that I I I always say about inclusive language, which in general I think it it it's such it's a free you know, right, doesn't cost you any money, a free and really in many ways accessible um, way of very positively impacting your culture. Um, you know, so I, I encourage folks to not only use gender neutral language, um, but to, to do it consistently, right? Not just when we're talking about LGBTQ issues, right? But but consistently. Well, this has been a great conversation. I have, I have really <laughs> enjoyed it as well. Maybe we should do this more often. Should yeah, you know, not just at the dinner table, but uh, <laughs> take it on the road. 
Well, uh, thank you for being our first uh, recipes for success. Very cyclic. Yes. Very and how can people follow you? Well, there's there's one link to, yes. to learn more about Elisa Glick. And tell us how people can get in touch with you. Right. Or, well, uh, or follow you. Uh, I'm I'm very um, active on LinkedIn. So uh, and and uh, do a lot of uh, education around precisely these topics. So if you'd like to learn more, that's a great way to um, continue your journey and uh, and. Um, so, you know, and I love to connect with folks, so please feel free to send me, um, a connection request as well. And, um, and my, my own personal website for Elisa Glick Consulting is, is coming very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Or catch her at the inclusivity con, uh, yeah. conference, state of inclusivity. Right. There, there you go. There's the link. Yeah. Uh, Olivia, yeah. It looks Olivia's in the back. She makes it happen. Uh, all right. Folks, uh, thank you for watching or joining, and we will see you next month with another VIP guest. And until then, you know how to find us, and we hope you stay well, and um, thank you for all you do. Bye. Bye.